I'm just a radio girl. I love things that talk to me. You LOL. I did. I truly laughed out loud. I'm Lisa. I'm great. Everything's fine. Somebody just wrote on my Facebook page, please get your mom on Facebook. We want to be her friend. Do you want to be on Facebook? What is that? Are you on Twitter? I talked to the mailman. Is that Twitter? Life with Lisa Williams is like a cake. Run around in the sun. Exactly. Put a sprinkler in the yard. This is life. This is This is life. This is life. 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 This is Life with Lisa Williams. Elizabeth Elliot was 88 years old when she left this earth for heaven this past Sunday. I didn't find out till yesterday, and I was really emotional because I began immediately to think of how influential she's been over my life. From a book of hers that I read in college to different quotes that I've read that have just impacted me so deeply, and probably most impactful has just been her life. I've seen a couple of documentaries about what happened in her early life, and then hearing sermons by her in years after that. You know, if you don't know Elizabeth's story, as a young woman, she felt called by God to go into a remote area of the world. She went to Wheaton College and she studied linguistics and then she ended up in Ecuador. And then she married Jim Elliott and they had a daughter and they were serving with other families. This is like in the 1950s. If you don't know the story, it's like an iconic story of missions work because Elizabeth's husband, Jim, and four other men were martyred Um, as they flew an airplane into a remote area to try to reach out to what turned out to be a savage tribe. Um, All five of them lost their life. And it's that story, watching documentaries on that story and seeing Elizabeth's determination, there's something about her face and her eyes and her passion, really about all of those people, those five men and their wives, just this determination is very influential over this young Christian woman when I would hear the story of Elizabeth Elliot because they were intelligent and and motivated and, and daring and passionate, and they were real. They were exciting to me. They were inspirational. They were adventure seekers, but it was all about Jesus. And, and then after the five men were martyred to watch Elizabeth's face and eyes in these documentaries and how she came back and then she began to translate the language of the tribe. Oh, I could go on and on and on and on about Elizabeth Elliot. Here, let me share one of her quotes with you. One of the reasons we are so harried and hurried is that we make yesterday and tomorrow our business, when all that legitimately concerns us is today. If we really have too much to do, then there are some things on the agenda which God did not put there. Let us submit this list to him and ask him to indicate which items we must delete. There is always time to do the will of God. If we are too busy to do that, we are too busy. Even if you're only hearing the name of Elizabeth Elliot for the very first time today, I hope that you will let her life begin to mentor you. Go back, find books, read articles, watch documentaries, listen to sermons, because she does have a very unique, powerful, and penetrating take on Christianity and the truths of God's word that could possibly, she could be a perfect mentor for you. Um, Okay, so as long as we're talking about passionate women, let's hear from a young woman who started a ministry when she was just 11 years old, and this summer she's trying to accomplish something that's on her heart and you could possibly help her. Her name is Jayla. 
and her ministry is Truth FC, and she needs some soccer equipment this summer. So Jayla, tell us your story about how this all got started. I have been playing soccer since I was four years old, and turning 11 was my first year of competitive soccer, which brought a whole new look to soccer and this whole new love because I had to give up so much to be able to do soccer. But I also had a strong passion for the Lord at the time. And so I wanted to do something where I could combine the two. And I had just been kind of waiting for the opportunity. And then finally, I had the opportunity to send gear over to Paraguay. I had a friend who was going to Paraguay and I had a friend with lots of soccer gear. And so I thought it'd be so cool to combine the two. And through that, I decided that I wanted to keep doing that and keep sending gear to missionaries overseas. And so did the idea just come to you as an 11-year-old? Like, why don't we send this gear to Paraguay? Did it just like pop into your mind? Yeah, it really did. I mean, I had a couple friends who were like, yeah, I would. that would be so cool to be able to send soccer gear somewhere. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, that kind of would be. And then I had just the guy with soccer gear. He wanted to do something good with it. So I was like, what's something good we could do with it? And then I had people wanting to start soccer camps. And I was like, wait, I could do both. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, yes. And so at 11, this this idea, it was just a one-time thing. And then what happened? After that one-time thing, I talked with my parents and I said, I want to keep doing this. I want to do it again. Well, they're like, okay, we could do that. We'll start working on it. And so we talked to my soccer club and they said that they would do a soccer gear donation. So we sat out at the fields all day and a whole bunch of people brought gear. We got several boxes full and it was packed and then my mom had me go home and go through it all right after that though she's like now what are we gonna do with all this gear and I was like well I don't know well we talked to our missionary friends in Paraguay again and they said we'll take gear again and so we sent gear out there to them again and then we talked to some more friends going to Uganda in the years following and they said we'll take gear too And so it just kind of slowly started going, and then it just built up speed and kept rolling down the hill. Truth FC is the name of this organization that Jayla founded. And can you tell us what Truth FC stands for? Truth FC is a play on words. It stands for Truth Found in Christ. But the FC in soccer terms stands for football club or soccer club. Mm -hmm. So people associate the FC to be part of soccer when it stands for truth found in Christ, so it combines the two together. And so, yay, I love the play on words. I love that soccer people would get that, you know, and then it represents Christ. I love it. It's truthfc.com if you want to go and just kind of read even more of the story of Jayla. She has passion for this summer to not just have a typical summer. The summer when it comes to Truth FC, I want it to be able to expand and I want to be able to start getting soccer gear to more places instead of just once a year and really expand and collect more soccer gear and talk to more soccer clubs and get gear going, talk to my new teammates and talk to them about it. Really just make sure when somebody says, hey, I'll donate to you to really make sure that they get that gear coming so that way I could send it out. Mm -hmm. Have you yourself been able to go and see how the gear has affected uh, the lives of, of children. I have. And when I was 13 years old, I was able to go to Thailand on a mission trip to a city right outside of Chiang Mai. And the missionary there was building a soccer camp. 
for kids to come there after school. And so I was able to go and give tons of soccer gear because we went with a big group. So everybody was able to bring lots and I was able to see how that soccer field was going to be used and how much those kids needed gear. We went to schools where the kids didn't have a good soccer ball or they didn't have good shoes to play soccer with and they're out there playing soccer. So I was able to see that the cleats that I had back at the camp, how they could potentially help these kids be able to expand in their skill of soccer and just be able to have fun, more fun playing soccer with a real ball, like one that's good and not just a ball they found off the street. And so you've got um, soccer balls and shoes and uniforms and all kinds of things that have flowed through Truth FC to kids. Now, can you name all the different countries? You've mentioned Uganda, Thailand. Where else has gear gone through Truth FC? So I've been to Paraguay, Uganda, Thailand, Haiti, and Mexico. It's very inspirational to see someone have an idea, to talk with their friends, to think about it, to pray about it. I mean, I'm assuming you spend a lot of time with God praying about it. Mm-hmm. And um, I do. Yeah. Getting the idea formed in your heart and then just being passionate and stepping out. Can you just explain a little bit your passion that you have? Like, where does it come from? Or, well, you know, what really motivates you at your core? Um, so my passion comes from God. Like, He has blessed me with being able to identify the passions that I have for something and to go out and to chase it. And He te- keeps this passion like a lit fire inside of me. And it just feels like something will happen. I'll get an email from a lady from New York saying, hey, I want to give you soccer gear or my team will win their soccer game. I'll be like, oh man, I want a team in another country to go be able to play soccer. It's just those little things that sometimes a lot of people shove under the rug. I really take in and keep them close to my heart because those little things do mean something and that helps build my passion. So as a 16-year-old, now Jayla has a passion for this summer to really count. And so dream big, Jayla, dream big right now. What would be um, helpful for someone who's listening to Life with Lisa Williams today? Like, what could they do or what do you need or what would be the best way that we could come alongside you and help make your dreams come true this summer? People who are listening, whether they play soccer or not, there's always something that they can do. And one of the big things is donations. We'll take donations of new and new soccer gear in any shape we'll go through a lot of people will be surprised that the gear is still good when in the eyes of an american it's trash yeah. we also take suitcases and suitcases in any shape even if the zipper is falling off we'll take the suitcases and a big one that we don't get a lot of our soccer pumps because a lot of people just have to buy one soccer pump so we don't see very many of those So going out and buying a $10 soccer pump and donating that is huge because in order to pack the gear in small, you have to deflate the balls. But how do you inflate them once when they're in another country? And that's through a soccer pump. And since we don't get very many of those, we have to go out and make sure that we go find good pumps. And sometimes we've had to have the people going on the trips go out and buy them because I spend so much time just packing the gear myself that I don't have time to go out of the house and get a soccer pump for them. So that's big. But, and we also take clothes, any athletic wear. Stuff that maybe they Mm -hmm. were going to donate or throw away could be gold for a child in a country that's just, you know, we don't understand poverty. 
because we we haven't been raised in what poverty is like in a country where you can't, you know, go buy a new soccer ball or you get a couple for your birthday, where a soccer ball could be like gold to a child, where all they have to have is just a flat surface and a few friends, and now they're playing. And then if they have cleats and a few uniforms, now they're forming teams. And then maybe they are able to, I mean, who knows? Like the sky's the limit with what God can do through something that you could donate. And Jayla is willing to find the outlets, the suitcases, or so she can pack the gear inside of them. And then what about money? Did you want anybody to give you money or just gear? Um, what, what are your thoughts on that? Not yet. We might open it up to money eventually when we start wanting to send gear. It would be more somebody volunteering to pay the shipping cost mm-hmm. to get gear yeah. across. Yeah, I was wondering about that. But what you do right now is you pack suitcases and you send them with people who are going on missions trips. That's how you get it there, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that makes total sense. Yep. Okay, well, I heard of Jayla's passion. And then when I got to meet her and hear parts of her story, I wanted you to hear her story too. Because I thought, well, how fun this summer if we could just get her some soccer gear so she could get it to the missionaries and they could carry it to the kids who could use it. And so um, Jayla is in Colorado, but if you go to truthfc.com, you can find out how to email her or call her to see how you could get your gear from wherever you are to where she is so she can get it to the kids. And so I just wanted to give you a few more minutes right now, Jayla, just to maybe express something that's on your heart about, I don't know, I know you're a passionate young lady, and I imagine that there's something that you would even like to say, knowing that you have a group of people right now whose attention that you have. Is there anything in particular on your heart you'd like to say to them? When you have passion in your heart, you want to follow it. And that's something that's God-given. When you have this desire to want to grow something, you go for it and you grow it. You just don't sit back because you never know how big something is going to be and how much it will impact lives. Through the simple giving of a soccer ball, the word of Jesus is spread to hundreds of kids every day at those places now. When you think something small, remember that you have a big voice. This is coming from a 16-year-old who started her ministry five years ago when she was 11. And this has turned into something bigger than I ever thought. And I want it to continue to grow and expand. Me too. I really pray that you are amazed, Jayla, as your life unfolds and how God uses you. I pray that there'll be days where you will just sit there with tears going, God is awesome. (laughs) And uh, I appreciate your passion. It's very inspirational. And so truthfc.com to reach out to Jayla. And thank you so much for for what you're doing. And I'm going to check back in with you again to see if you heard from anybody. So I'll check in again with you in a couple weeks, okay? Thank you so much. You are welcome so much. Now, if you come to lifewithlisawilliams.com, you can find out how you can get soccer equipment to Jayla this summer. All right, so we're going to close with not my words today, but the words of Elizabeth Elliott. Also at lifewithlisawilliams.com, you can find out more about her life and read about the things that she said and the things that she did and her words from, I don't even know when this sermon was recorded, but I was listening to it last night and I thought, I just want her to be a guest on my show. I want you and I to hear these words about living a life with conviction and passion. My deepest consciousness of my weakness is my strongest claim on the power of God. 
my consciousness of helplessness is my claim, Lord, you are my helper. My need of a refuge makes me understand what it means to say God is my refuge. I have needed a refuge many times in my life. But I wouldn't have ever known what that verse means if I hadn't needed the refuge. Are you willing to be crucified in weakness? To acknowledge, Lord, I'm a mess. I'm a total flop. I'm a loser. I'm a throwaway. Let him nail you to the cross and give you power. Likewise, we are weak in him, yet by God's power, we will live with him to serve you, Paul says. When I talk to young people who are thinking about doing summer missionary work, and they ask me for advice on being a missionary for six weeks, and I say, don't even think of wanting to go to the, to, even for a summer program unless you're prepared to be a servant. Do you think you're qualified to be a missionary. And if they start telling me all their qualifications, I tell them, look, if you think you're qualified, you're not. Anybody that thinks he's qualified, Paul said there is no question of our being qualified in ourselves. Our qualification comes from God. Why am I nothing but a clay pot in order that the excellency of the power may be of God? Am I qualified to stand up here and talk to a group like this? Am I qualified to sit down and write a book? Am I qualified to speak on the radio? No. There is no question of my being qualified in myself. But God does give me the strength to do what he tells me to do. And whatever that thing is that God has been speaking to you about today, he will give you the strength to do that, but you have got to get yourself up off your seat and do it. Just do it. I just was reading Oswald Chambers the other day. It, it amazes me that that book of his, at my utmost for his highest, has been a bestseller for ever since 1900, I guess. I don't think people read that. They couldn't possibly read that and like it. Why is it a bestseller? Well, just because people have heard the name, I guess, and they like to have a devotional book on their bedside table. But I like, thought to myself, I cannot imagine that anybody reads this book with much care and likes it. For one thing, he says straight out, don't ask God to help you do something. Do it. And if you do it, you know, you set yourself to do it, God will help you. I'm sure he was using slight exaggeration there just to get our attention. But, I mean, we can pray that God will help us, and I pray for that all the time. But there's no sense staying on your knees when it's time to get up. You know, he told Moses to quit praying and get up there and do something. If we take the initiative, if we will to die, and we quit the thing that he's been telling us to quit and do the thing that he's been telling us to do, the power will be supplied. It will be supplied. He has never once commanded anything without providing the enabling power. There will be a surge of vitality, a new sense of freedom, the vitality of the crucified life. Life of a totally and astoundingly different quality. Because it's Christ. It's Christ himself. Christ in me. Christ now. Christ forever.